Welcome to Blooming. Today's episode is with an electromagnetic frequency specialist named Jason Masick of Benchmark Environmental and No Talk City in Vancouver, BC. He says we are natural biological beings and over the last century, times have changed and we are now living in a highly synthetic world. And some of us are just much more sensitive to this. When people have health issues that doctors can't help with, like chronic conditions, anxiety, depression, nervous system issues, people just, they start to look elsewhere for answers. And that's where Jason comes in. He helps them become aware of small changes that they can make that have a powerful effect on our nervous and immune system. So we're going to learn all about electromagnetic fields or EMFs and why we should care about them. You'll be surprised about some of this. I know I was. So Thanks so much for tuning in today. Jason's going to share with us how we ways we can protect our family. It's a great interview that you won't want to miss. So let's grow. Is your home environment helping you or hurting you? We've been taught that our health is determined by the food that we eat or how much we exercise. But what if there's more to it than that? I'm here to tell you that your home environment matters. We spend most of our time at home and we're raising our families here. So isn't it important to know if we're creating an environment that is supportive to our health and well-being? Here on Blooming a Healthy Home by Design, we're going to uncover the many ways your home can support you building a healthier lifestyle for your family. We'll uncover simple ideas that will get you to think about your home differently. You'll discover how to get rid of toxins that could be lurking in your walls and cupboards, to new ideas in color psychology, furniture placement, anything and everything that can help influence positive mood and behavior so you and your family can lead healthier, fuller lives at home. I'm Sheila Alston, founder of Healthy Home Media and editor of the Wellness Real Estate Magazine and Healthy Home Magazine. I'm on a mission to bring health and home together. I'm searching far and wide to bring guests who will guide you with simple and actionable steps that you can take to help you and your family bloom and grow. So thanks so much for being here. Together, we're making the world a healthier place, one home at a time. Hi, Jason. Welcome to the show today. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you, Sheila. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so you know, I shared a little bit with the audience about Benchmark Environmental and um, No Talk City. So I'm super excited. I want to know, maybe you can explain a little bit about what um, EMFs are and why we need to even be concerned about them. Uh, electromagnetic fields are uh, a giant spectrum. Um, we go from non-ionizing, which is electricity, you know, Wi-Fi, FM radio, you know, your old microwave, um, and then we we move up into you know, infrared, and then our light that we see is a tiny little thing, that's an EMF. Um, in there is the blue light that people are concerned about. Um, and then we get into ultraviolet, and then we get into ionizing radiation, which is what we know is um, an issue. Uh, X-rays and things like that, um, it can be damaging at high levels. So that's EMF. Now what I specifically specialize in is non-ionizing EMFs, and that's what we're talking about today. Okay. It, this sort of controversial world of what is actually happening with our cell phones radiation and our wireless radiation. And there's also uh, radiation that comes from our electricity. Um, some people are concerned about smart meters. Um, so, and it is a valid concern. There's lots of peer reviewed published science on it. And yeah. So how do people know that they have an EMF? I mean, if everybody, 
Is it just there's a certain amount of um, electromagnetic frequency we can deal with, or is it becoming a problem because we have so many wireless things now? Or when do you see that? When do people know that they have a problem, or when should they be concerned yes, about it? It's different for everybody. There are people out there that are called electrically sensitive, mm -hmm. um, and essentially what the science is showing us is that these electromagnetic fields are causing oxidative stress and inflammation. So if you have something like diabetes or other chronic inflammation issues, mm -hmm. this is making it worse. You are correct. We're, we are, it's a, it's a quintillion times more non-ionizing radiation now um, around us than it was just 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to, our in our last house, we were trying to get our Wi-Fi to work and it kept shutting down. And at the time it was because we didn't realize we had like 30 Wi-Fi items trying to go through the same router. And yes. um, I didn't realize I had that many because you just think of, think of all the TVs that are Wi-Fi now and your printer's Wi-Fi and then your yeah. phones are Wi-Fi and just everything's trying to tap into that Wi-Fi. So does that mean that every single item is like, if you could see the frequency, like it's just shooting all over your house. <laughs> yeah, it's shooting everywhere. It's bouncing. We are actually absorbing it mm -hmm. into our bodies. Uh, biological material absorbs it. Um, and then it's bouncing around. It's diffusing, reflecting, and then it kind of goes away. But the problem that's happening is, is we have all these devices that are continually blasting mm -hmm. um, at us. And what's important is, is not everyone feels it, quote unquote, feels it. There are people that do feel it, usually people with severe head injuries, um, people with all different sorts uh, on the autism spectrum. Um, they can sort of instantly feel it. Uh, but regular folk, we don't really feel it. We just get kind of fatigued from it. Wow. So if you've had a concussion or anything like that, I would imagine that that would probably make it worse or prohibit you from yes. healing fast if you've got a lot of that going on. Yes, if you, if you have a lot of technology around you, mm -hmm. or if there's some sort of electrical issue in your home, um, yeah, it'd be hard to, it's, it's more challenging to heal from that type of stuff. So is that when you get a call, is that you, um, most of your clients can't, you know, like the doctors don't know what's wrong with them, or maybe they've had some chronic condition and they're trying to just seek alternative ways to sort of help themselves heal? Exactly. So the environment is a, is a big factor in our health. Um, so yeah, so I have uh, doctors who contact me, and and there are there there are usually chronic health issues. There's parents that contact me, um, and then there's just a lot of folks that just have educated themselves um, in the science, um, which is available. Uh, it's kind of hard to find. So on my website, I've, I've kind of narrowed down the more um, reputable websites, uh -huh. uh, and. Um, yeah, every age group, families, um, sometimes even an office will call me because they want their workers to be more uh, efficient. Um, so when people understand how technology and electricity works and you can kind of mitigate those effects, um, people become more efficient at work even. Wow. So what are some of the effects that you're getting from too much of this electron? Is it just a headache or just um, you're, not, you're not able, your immune system can't function as quickly? you know, as well as if it's not around. I mean, how will you know if um, this is something you should look into? Um, this is something everyone should look into hmm. and learn about. Mm -hmm. 
um, just because it's it's you, you can't take all this stuff because we react to it um, as a given just because everything is just because we're surrounded by it all the time doesn't mean that it's okay mm-hmm. so um, I really like how we can kind of coach people into a slightly different lifestyle. Uh, so yeah, so headaches are, are one thing, usually even like numbness in the, in the fingers. Um, with, with the science with the rats, there's a lot of uh, studies, published peer-reviewed studies that show kind of like aggressive behavior and anxious behavior and things like the rats don't really drink enough water, um, just these odd sort of evidence that shows behavioral issues when they are exposed to uh, similar amounts that we are. Yeah, that's so interesting. So, I mean, this is something that you might not notice and can gradually just start affecting your behavior and stuff. And you don't even know why it's happening, but it could be because you have so many frequencies just (laughs) absorbing into your body all day long. How do you feel about cell phones then? I mean, they're kind of a necessity. We have to use them. Yes. So one of the first steps is I like to tell people your cell phone is your tool. Mm -hmm. You control it. It does not control you. (laughs) Um, And, and first we like to, to to talk about, you know, the use of cell phones and, and its addictive nature. Mm -hmm. Um, And once we can take care of that addictive uh, nature on it. There's a great movie called The Social Dilemma hmm. on Netflix. It goes through all of the uh, addictive qualities of our uh, technology. Uh-huh. Um, and once we can take care of that, then we can sort of set up the phone uh, so that it's a lower radiation, which is things like um, keep it on battery saver mode, um, keep hmm. it on low data mode. Um, if you don't mind your phone being a little bit slower, you force it to stay on the 3G, uh, the older technology. Really? Why? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pardon? Why? Why is, is the... It significantly lowers the radiation. Oh. Um, wow. It's a different frequency band, um, and it's just, uh, it's just lower, um, and, and it's quite effective. Um, and, then, and then we just turn our cell phones off. Yeah. At night, we turn them off at night. If it's uh, if it's your primary source of communication, you can just put your cell phone in another room, mm-hmm. um, and we just use it sparingly. So, when it comes to all radiation devices, what we want is we want just to have quiet time during your day. So mm-hmm. we have a sleep sanctuary. That's what I call the bedroom, where there's no technology in the bedroom at all. No TVs, no computers, no cell phones. Um, and, uh, and then we work on the electricity mm-hmm. to kind of quiet the room down so that you have a space to relax. And usually mm-hmm. what I find is as long as people have that eight hours of quiet, um, energy time mm-hmm. that they can kind of take a little bit more abuse during the day. Right. Well, so coming from someone who has got a ton of technology in my bedroom, I don't know if I could easily go to the sleep sanctuary. Like, is there a safe distance to have some of these things in your room? If I didn't put it right by my head, but I put some things a little bit farther away, is that going to help? Yes. So with 
uh, non-ionizing radiation, depending on what type it is. Mm -hmm. um, distance is always a great uh, initial solution. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a good step. Mm -hmm. The further away, the better is essentially all it is. So have you, um, has there been any research done on how these EMFs affect children? Because they're so much smaller than adults, but it's the same radiation that's, you know, hitting them. So I wonder um, if there's findings that it's it's more dangerous for them. That's what I'm thinking. It's, it's just uh, theories at the moment. Okay. Uh, because when they test a cell phone, they test an adult body and an adult head. Mm-hmm. I actually test it, you know, about a half an inch away from the body. So, in fact, when you have your cell phone on your pot, on your body, in your pocket, you're actually um, uh, not following the uh, FDA's protocols. Really, and you're supposed to hold yeah. your phone like half an inch from your head. Everybody sticks yeah. it right up to their ear. <laughs> <laughs> nope, this is exactly it. Yeah, cell phones need to be uh, away from your body. Well, so then what about all the wireless headphones? Yeah, that's an excellent solution. Yeah. No, I mean, um, is that an issue with oh, the wireless Bluetooth headphones? Is that because yeah. that's in your ear? Yeah, so that's still too close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bluetooth actually itself is a, is a pretty low level radiation mm -hmm. compared to other sources. Okay. Um, the, the problem with it is when it's in your ear right beside your brain. Oh. Yeah. Wow. But wired wired ones is fine. Yeah, wired headsets is an excellent solution. You can even go a step further, and they have headphones now that um, that you plug in a shield in between the connections, and also headphones that have a, a tube of air that goes up to your ears. They work quite well as well. Really? Uh, what is that called? Yeah. Uh, I think they're just called air tube. Oh, I haven't even heard of that before. You know what I saw on the TV the other day was those blue light glasses. And for a while I was thinking, oh my gosh, is that just like a marketing scam? Like someone who wants to wear cute glasses and, you know, is it really helping? Is that a, is that an EMF? Um, the yeah, light? I've yeah. I've spoken to a few doctors about it and uh, the concern now is, is our, is our kids. Mm -hmm. They're developing retinas. And it does, it does over time damage the retina. The biggest problem is our screens. So all of our iPads, computers, uh, uh, cell phones, smartphones, because uh -huh. we keep them so close to our face yeah. that the, there, there's, there's two main issues. There's the blue light and there's also a thing called flicker, uh -huh. um, and which is where LEDs, uh, they turn on and off completely at a, at a fast rate. Um, and we're not used to that. We're used to kind of like a steady light, just like the sunlight. Yeah. Uh, so there's a few problems with blue light. Um, the proximity to our eyes uh, is, is damaging our retinas, and those orange glasses do work. Unfortunately, the more entry-level orange glasses don't work as well as kind of the higher-end one. Mm -hmm. um, optometrists are well aware of uh, eye fatigue and dry eyes mm -hmm. uh, from screens and blue lights. And then we also have problems with blue lights from all our LED lights that, that people are putting in their homes now above us. Um, they are all flickering as well, and they all have a significant amount of blue light in them. Uh, even if you have a warm LED light, yeah. and let's say your lamp, um, that still has blue light. Um, but 
what's great is LED technology will get there. Uh, we already have stuff, you know, for our screens that do like the sunset to sunrise, mm -hmm. orange stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, they're, and they're working on the flicker, especially in film and TV where that flicker is a huge issue when they're, when they're uh, making movies. Um, yeah, so what I saw in that commercial was it wasn't even an orange, it was like a clear, clear glasses, but they like had this blue light like spraying or, you know, just kind of facing someone's face and they had like a white piece of paper in front of their face and inside the glasses, if you can imagine. And they yeah. were shooting the ray, I guess, on the person's face and it was making the paper turn blue, but then underneath the glasses part, it was totally clear. And yeah. when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, is that really what's the, <laughs> the blue light is really that strong? It's do, it's affecting your well, eyes have, like that? You have to understand is we have natural blue light mm -hmm. in the morning. So blue light's actually important mm -hmm. for us when it's coming from the sun Yeah, and, it, and it's in the morning mm -hmm. um, and, and that affects our circadian rhythm. I, and um, so our circadian rhythm is really important in regards to blue light because it kind of wakes us up in the morning and then blue light completely disappears at sunset to help our melatonin production uh -huh. to go to bed. Yeah. And if we are constantly looking at stuff that's producing blue light, we're, we're damaging our circadian rhythm um, because we're wired to our planet. We're wired to our sun, our, our proteins, our cells, are all how we digest our food is mm -hmm. all on this rhythm. Um, and there was a Nobel Prize that found the mechanism for it in 2017. I recommend anyone to read sort of a summary of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah, orange blue blocker glasses, blue blocker film at the optometrist. They'll put it on your glasses. You just say, "I work on computers," and we'll add that blue light film uh, that you were talking about. It's yeah. all good stuff. Yeah. Well, I was watched, I went to your website and you have a really great video there. And I just loved how you said when you were learning about this stuff that you said, we're natural biological, biological beings and we're living in a synthetic world. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're evolutionary. We designed and built to live on this earth as, as it was. And then we're creating, um, you know, these wild synthetic environments, which is good for health because if we were, didn't build them, nature would eventually get a hold. So we kind of have to make nature work with us and, mm -hmm. but, but more in a symbiotic process, mm -hmm. you know, um, there's a lot of reciprocity that has to happen with our world. Um, and, but we can design our homes better and better for biology and still make them efficient, still make them smart. Mm -hmm. Um, just that extra little step of, is this actually healthy for a biological cell to live in this space? You know, there's very few people that ask that question. Yeah. Well, you had told me that when you go into someone's home, so someone calls you, they have some problems, they're trying to explore how they can help themselves. You said you have a bunch of equipment that can test the, re the level of um, electromagnetic frequencies that are in the home and people yeah. can see it. Yeah. So I, I measure about five different EMFs. Mm -hmm. There's uh, three in the electrical world. One is magnetic, one is with voltage, another one's called dirty electricity, mm -hmm. um, which are higher frequencies that are spiking everywhere in our home. Um, and then I measure the radio frequency stuff, which is our FM radio, Wi-Fi cell phones. And then I also measure 
uh, Earth's the Earth's magnetic flux field oh. um, and make sure that's not out of whack in the space because usually, you know, someone's bed if it's got a lot of metal in it, um, it creates a, a, a too much of a deviation in the Earth's magnetic field. So um, that's what I measure in the home, and then we also check out the light. Yeah. So what do you? What are like the typical um, problems that you see in a home? Like when you go to so many homes, what is what does everyone have in common? Usually, um, everyone has a lot of LED lights and dimmers. Um, a lot of technology plugged in, and those create a lot of dirty electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to switch those out and, and move them or add. Uh, there's a lot of specialized filters on the market mm-hmm. that help with that. Um, we want to remove. Uh, I find often um, wiring errors, and then it's just uh, with the radio frequency. It's just usage of technology. So again, we use our wireless technology, and then we turn it off when we're okay. not using it. When we're not using it, and use wired when you can. Yes. Yeah. Wired. Wired technology is faster. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, when you use wireless technology, you're not actually getting what you paid for. Hmm. Um, if you're paying for high-speed internet, you're not getting it. As soon as you go 20 feet away from your your wireless router, it's a fraction of what you're paying for. Really? Um, yeah. And yeah. it's safer uh, if uh, for for security reasons if you're wired. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to put in um, use the Ethernet cable if you've got it. Just you got it. <laughs> That's great. So tell me a little bit about the benefits your clients see after you go in and help them um, change out some of their stuff. Uh, the, the, the quickest benefits I see is usually with children. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no placebo effect. Um, they don't have the same levels of stress that adults have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a pretty quick turnaround. But most of the time it's long-term. So uh, all of our symptoms now are from being exposed to all of this for 10 years. Yeah. So when we mitigate, it usually takes months before people finally have their, their, their systems kind of calm down a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's usually the reaction I get. Or uh, it could be as simple as uh, when they walk into their home, they feel calmer. Yeah. Similar to, you know, when electricity goes out, yeah. There's a calming effect that happens. Right. When the power goes out, there's a, if there's a big thunderstorm. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, and if it's at night and you just have some candlelight, that's not going to affect you the same way as all the electricity. Correct, hmm. yes. Candlelight has no blue light. Yeah. yeah, nice. Well, that was so interesting. And so maybe just give us, I mean, you've already talked about it, but maybe summarize what are three things that someone could do at home if they just feel like maybe they're getting too many headaches or maybe they've got a chronic condition and they just want to explore this. What are three the top three things that you would have them do? Um, the top thing I would have them do is no tech in the bedroom. <laughs> okay. That would be a first step. If you, if you, if you have sort of the sort of anxious, you know, you're vibrating at night, um, the top things is no tech in the bedroom and no technology an hour before bed. An hour before bed. Okay. Yeah. That's a big, big step. Okay. Um, or baby step. Just and, push things away out of, like, to the corner. Yes. Of your okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, another big step is just to unplug the Wi-Fi at night, your Wi-Fi router. It's actually good for the technology 
to have time to, to sort of chill out huh, okay. um, and then power it back up again in the morning. Uh, and lastly, a big one is um, if they want to take this step is sleep on a bed that has no metal around you. Really? So no metal bed frame, uh, no metal springs, no metal box spring. Um, you know, find yourself a organic latex mattress and a wood, a wood style frame. Mm -hmm. uh, those are the, sort of the main things that'll help people out. Okay. Uh, and lastly, it's just awareness. Yeah. Just be aware if you're at the office and you have, you know, a Wi-Fi router sitting right beside you at the office. Mm -hmm. Maybe let's move that, you know, as far away from you as you can get it. Yeah. Just awareness of the technology that it's not for free. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so great. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you being on the show. How can people learn more about what you do and how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. So they can head over to my website, benchmark uh, hyphen dash environmental.com. Mm -hmm. um, and they can get a hold of me there. There's a great, uh, I have an uh, educational blog there that kind of summarizes some science studies. Um, and then I'm always available for a 15 minute chat for free. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm happy to chat with anybody for about 15 minutes. And, and usually in that time, we can kind of hash out what the concerns are and, and where to go from there. Wow, that's so great. Thank you so much, Jason. I really appreciate you. This was so information. I mean, so educational. I appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. Thanks, Sheila. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found something that will help you and your family bloom and grow. I'm on a mission to bring health and home together, and I invite you to join me. If you enjoyed today's episode, you might also enjoy reading the digital magazines that I publish every single month. They are called the Wellness Real Estate Magazine, which is Wellness RE, and Healthy Home Magazine. And they feature wellness lifestyle communities that are being designed and built all over the country. Plus, I have healthy home professionals that share their insights on how you can create a healthier home environment. Building biology experts, biophilic designers, wellness architects, color psychology specialists, and even eco-designers all together in one place. I guarantee it's not like any other magazine you've read before. You can check it out at www.healthyhome-mag.com. You can purchase single issues, and I have tons of articles from over the past two years that you can share. Remember, sharing is caring. And please follow me on Instagram at healthyhomemag. Reach out and let me know how you like the show or what topics you'd like me to cover in the future. I'm open to learning more about what matters to you. Together, we're making the world a healthier place, one home at a time.